Hello and welcome to the Make Share Play podcast. This is episode one. I call it Make Share Play because I make an episode, I share it with you, and you can play the game with my tips and tricks. My name is Blake, and first I'll talk about the NPCs and their stats of Final Fantasy 1. First up is the fighter. His name defines what he does. He can knock the bad guys out in a few hits. Next up, the white mage. The white mage is probably my least favorite NPC player in the game. But it's also really good at doing a couple of certain things. First up, it is very good at healing your people in your party with the magic. More on the magic later. But the white mage can learn white magic, and the black mage coming up soon can learn black magic. The white mage, the white magic helps heal your party. And there's also invisibility and anti-lightning and stuff like that. As I was saying in the white mage, the black mage can also perform magic. Black magic is what the black mage learns, and the red mage coming up next can learn white magic and black magic. The black mage's black magic is super strong. They have fire, lightning, and a bunch of others. I can't even tell you how many amazing black magic spells there are because there are like 50 of them if you can afford to buy them. Next up, the red mage. The red mage can learn white and black magic, but when it casts a spell, it's not as strong as the black mages or the white mages. The black magic is stronger than the white magic for the red mage, but they're both pretty strong. Next up, the thief. The thief is one of my personal favorites, not because of his name, thieves are bad in real life, but because of his skills. He is like a combo of a fighter and the black belt coming up next, and he's just pretty strong and he can just knock those guys out just like the fighter can. The black belt, one of also my personal favorites, is the final character in the game. He just does exactly what his name is. He can knock those bad guys out with his bare hands if you get him leveled up enough. Remember earlier how I said more on magic later? Well, this is the time for magic. First up, fire. Fire is a black magic spell. Next, lightning. Lightning is also black magic. There are two more black magics, but they aren't as good. They are sleep and lock. Now time for the white magic. First up, harm. Next up, cure. They're both for white magic, and harm does pretty well against undead enemies, and cure cures the people on your team. The other two, I don't remember what they are, but they are not as good. Next up is the useful items. The first useful items is the loot what you get when you kill Garland from the Temple of Fiends, and we will be talking more about that in a minute. Next up is the crown. The crown is found in the Marsh Cave, and you have to kill three wizards to get the crown. Then you return to the Northwest Castle, where you battle Astos. Next up, the Temple of Fiends. The Temple of Fiends is a creepy old castle where Garland lives. In the beginning of the game, Garland has kidnapped Princess Sarah, and the king has asked you to save her. If you save Princess Sarah, the king builds you a bridge 
which allows you to get to other places such as Elfland. Here's one about the bridge. This is called the Northwest Bridge and the king builds it for you after you save Princess Sarah, his daughter. The bridge allows you to get to other places such as the town of Paravoka, Elf in the city of Elfland, and Matoya's cave. Matoya is an old witch who needs her crystal to see again and Astos has taken it. The Marsh Cave. The Marsh Cave isn't in the game until you get to Elfland. Elfland is the place where elves live. No, it's not the North Pole. There are like little people there and their king has been put to sleep by Astos and then you have to go to the Northwest Castle where the Lone King sits and you have to give him the crown in the Marsh Cave. Next up, a few good starter weapons for level 1. First up, the wooden nunchucks. These are perfect for the black belt. The black belt cannot hit one-handed. Well, it can, but it doesn't do much damage to the bad guys, except if it's leveled up higher. Next up, the little small handle sword. These are perfect for the black mage. Next up, the rapier. These are very good for the fighter, red mage, and thief. Finally, the cane. The black mage can also have one of these, but they're perfect for the white mage. When you get to the town of Puravoka, after you get the Northwest Bridge, the town of Puravoka has been invaded by pirates, and you have to kill Becky the Pirate and his crew. And when you get Becky the Pirate's crew dead, he will give you his ship. You then use his ship to get to Elfland and beat Astos. I know I've been talking about a lot of the bad guys, so first I'm going to mention the ones on land. When you're near the castle of Corneria, that's where you first start in the game, there are a couple mobs you need to watch out for. First up, the imp. The imp is a red mob. Mob means like bad guy. And he wants to kill you. Imps do not deal a lot of damage and they only have 7 hit points. Every mob gives you golden experience when they die. Next, the gray imp. It's just like the imp, except it has 26 hit points and it's harder to kill. Now this one is super strong. It's the iguana and it's found when you walk over to Paravoka, the town invaded by pirates. I know I've been talking about the Northwest Castle a lot, so this is where it comes in. The Northwest Castle is a castle like the Temple of Fiends, but there are no mobs in the Northwest Castle. And in the Northwest Castle, it's not creepy at all. There's just the Lone King. You talk to him. He asks you to give him the crown from the Marsh Cave. Then you go to the Marsh Cave and find it. Another useful item is potions. I didn't mention this earlier, but there are a couple kinds of potions. There are also tents and cabins. There's a heal potion, which restores your health. A pure potion, which um, unpoisons one of your characters if it's not po if it's poisoned. Uh, if it's not poisoned, it doesn't do anything. And then finally, I forget what the last one's called, but I think it's called soft, uh, and it un if you're turned to stone, it 
um, makes you not stone anymore because Medusas can turn you to stone. The cabins and tents allow you to save your spot in the game. They also restore all your health. So you can take a tent and camp outside the Temple of Fiends before you go in and then battle Garland. And you, it's a good idea to do that before you go back to the Northwest Castle and battle Astos. Now there's a, also a town called Crescent Lake where you can get a canoe and go to the volcano, but you cannot get to Crescent Lake unless you go past Melmond, which we will be talking about in a minute. And Melmond is a town that the vampire invaded. And Crescent Lake, there's a circle of sages, and they can tell you stuff about what's going on with the volcano and everything. As I said a minute ago, it's Melmond. Melmond is a town you get past when you get past the dwarf caves where Narek needs his TNT. If you beat Astos, Astos will give you the crystal, then you can trade it with Matoya for a herb that will wake the prince up. And the Elfland prince will give you the mystic key to unlock every room that says, this door is locked with the mystic key in the castles and the Temple of Fiends and the Marsh Cave. Here's a bit more about the vampire. The vampire has taken over Melmond, and one of the sages from Melmond, I think there's one sage in every town, ran away to Corneria because his town was getting taken over by the vampire. The vampire can cast two spells on you, and I think one of them is the spell called Stun, which paralyzes you, and... I don't remember the other one, but the vampire is hard to defeat, and it has like 156 hit points. So, it can kill you pretty quickly, and you have to work hard to defeat it. Here's some underwater mobs you need to look out for. There are three uh, ones that you need to look out for, and one that you don't need to really look out for, and one of them is super annoying. The super annoying one is called the Sahog. There are just so many of them when you fight them. And they literally just keep hitting you over and over again. But they're like super easy to kill. They have only 32 hit points. The one you don't need to look out for is called the Odd Eye. The Odd Eye, well, he's super weak, but he can paralyze you. And he only has 10 hit points. Two you need to watch out for are, first, the Kaizoku. He has 56 hit points, and I think the most damage he can do is 28. And he does not learn any spells. And finally, the shark. The shark cannot do any spells, luckily. And I think before I tell you about the shark, I should mention that all underwater creatures, uh, their weakness spell is the lightning spell. The shark can has 66 hit points and can do 66 damage. A little more about the volcano. There are a couple of mobs in there. First, the, I think it's called the Aguaca or something. It's like a fire lizard. Agama is what it's called. And uh, it can do quite a bit of damage, just like the Iguana, except it has way more hit points, leaves you way more gold, way more experience, <clears throat> and it's harder to beat. And also, another one you need to watch out for is the Fire. 
the fire, well, it does what it does. It can cast the fire spell on you, and its weakness is the, um, I think, lightning spell. Next up, the Earth Cave. The Earth Cave is where the vampire lives, and in part of it, there's a giant in every single place you step. Uh, it's a good place to get experience, but it's a bad place if you don't have a lot of hit points. Anyways, the giant is super strong, and he'll beat you up if you don't beat him up first. Um, and then also the vampire for sure. And also there's a thing called the Titan's Tunnel. And there's a mob called the Sabertooth Tiger. And, uh, it's super strong. And, um, the Titan, you don't have to battle him. But you have to give him a ruby before he'll let you pass through. And also Sarda's Cave. Sarda is a sage. And, um, he will give you, <coughs> um... Something, the, a rod to uh, unlock the thing to get to the vampire's place. Um, and then there's a chest with the titan's ruby inside. Next up, the Warmech. The Warmech is a big bad guy who will really harm you. And he can use a nuclear spell and really hurt your characters. Well, that's it for me. Thank you for listening, and don't forget to check out my website, MakeSharePlay.com. I will be launching a big update soon that I have been working on for a very long time. I am so glad you listened. Please leave a five-star review if you'd like me to create some more episodes, and bye-bye.